This week's episode of Meet the Brave is sponsored by the Domino Players Association, DPA 510, a social club that's centered around the game of dominoes and is all about inspiring connectivity, networking, and integrating yourself within the community. Come join the crew at DPA 510 every first and third Tuesday, live from Kingston 11, the hottest Jamaican spot in the town. Uh, that's 2270 Telegraph Ave, Oakland, California. Let's get into it. We made it to another week. It is Meet the Brave, and it's your boy, Monty Draper. Um, I want to start this episode off by giving a warm and humble and sincere thank you to all the people that have been rocking with us these first few weeks, these first few episodes. Um, I hope you guys all have enjoyed um, listening to them the way that I have um, in the you know the process of interviewing and, and when I get to listen back um, and editing. You know, it, it, it's been... It's been eye-opening. It's been it's been incredibly inspiring, um, and and like I said, man, this is this is how we're doing it in real time. These are people that I'm actually encountering on my journey, and and so moved by their stories. Like yo, I want I want everybody to know know this about them, uh, and so we start this week off no different, um, and I and. This is this I, I needed to I needed to set this one up the right way because of how much it means to me. And so this week's episode, I have owner, head chef, um, Pat Davis of Berkeley, California, and of Casey's Barbecue. Um, a lot of people around the Bay are going to be familiar with the legendary staple that is Casey's Barbecue, barbecue restaurant in Berkeley, uh, right on San Pablo across from the le- legendary fantasy studios all you all you heads out there are going to be familiar with the space some of the you some of the most legendary albums have been recorded there um but Casey's barbecue man um been prevalent in my entire life you know uh, um growing up just going in there and and how much history was in that place the the how long it had been in their family and and, and then a layer that I wasn't able to appreciate until I was older, uh, black ownership, like seeing black owners, man, and not really, not really appreciating like how incredible that was um, until coming, moving back and actually having a chance to work there. <laughs> um, some of my first jobs, oh shit, all of my jobs actually have been in restaurants, Northwest Pizza back in Ashland. Costco food court wearing the food wearing the hair net and the beard net. Yes, niggas. Yes, yes. That was me. Don't 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 judge me. I can feel it. But uh I moved back from school and the the my my music schedule, um, it was, you know, it's hard trying to find something that would that would, you know, would sort of allow me the freedom to do these things and and Pat and the entire Davis family family was was kind enough to welcome me with open arms and and give me a home and allow me to put some you know at the very least pay pay for my space in the studio you know and and it it, it meant the world it was such an honor to work there and and i really really thank pat Kristen, the whole family man like just being for being as loving and as kind as they are 
And for those who aren't familiar, uh, last exactly a year ago, the restaurant um, caught fire and 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 they weren't able to salvage much and weren't able to get back into that space. And so it's been an entire year of fundraising and and trying to get back in the space. And I am proud to announce that Casey's Barbecue um, will be is is on the verge of opening back up back in Berkeley, California. Not the same location, just a few just a few blocks down, but I, I encourage you all to follow the story closely and and to be ready for the grand opening and the and the second coming, the new era of Casey's barbecue. And that's why this episode is so special. I got a chance to sit down with the man himself, Pat Davis. So here it is. So excited. <laughs> What's been going on, man? Uh, work. Work? You know, don't stop. What's no 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 real we need can't give us the vague answer. What's really going on with the process of the pit? Where are you guys at right now? Um when you're dealing with the city, it's a slow process. Yeah. So we've put in all our applications and now the city has to get back to us. They're telling us uh it's a six to eight week process once you put in for a permit but um it's moving along it's moving along so we got some people that are working with us and trying to expedite the project so excited about that actually we got a letter back yesterday Mm -hmm. uh to come and pick up one of the permits uh for the building, and then we have to get a couple more, and then hopefully the process will move a little faster. Well, that's good. I, I mean, and before we jump in ahead, but for people who don't know, um, Pat Davis is the owner um, of Casey's Barbecue in in the process of relocating, right? Is that my number? Yeah, okay. but we still will be in the city of Berkeley. Okay, okay. So Ber- Berkeley, uh, Berkeley legendary restaurant, Pat Davis, the entire Davis family, and since we did jump ahead, let's let's go back and start from the beginning. So, are you born and raised in Berkeley? Correct. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. about what about your parents? Where are your parents? Uh, my parents are actually from the South, mm-hmm. but they met here in California in Berkeley. Wow. What do you? How, how much of that story do you know in terms of them coming here and meeting? Um, I, actually, I know the whole story. <laughs> how did how did it go? Uh, my father met my aunt. My mm-hmm. aunt said she had a sister. Mm-hmm. My father met my mother mm. and he said that was it dang you uh, you know what year that was uh in the 50s okay, okay. probably 1954 55 so how how in terms of in proximity how close in the south were they Do you know um different different areas okay. but they didn't meet there they just happened to be born in arkansas wow and then but they met here what brought them to california you know um work okay better life mm. um my father's Family moved here. His uh, brother-in-law okay. uh, was in the military okay. and found a better life here, more opportunity here. And the same for my mother. Hmm. Um, Want to move from the south. Hmm. You know how things were there then and still are. Yeah. Uh, just wanted a better life, so well, that's why they moved here. Wait, and your da- your dad wasn't in the military. My dad wasn't. He wasn't. In the he was okay. a military police. Okay. 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 Did you know where his uh, basic training and all that was? Um, uh, 
not quite sure. Okay. He's okay. he's told me, but I forgot. Okay. That's awesome. So then, so they so they meet here, they get together, and then how many how many siblings? Are I have there? four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Help, uh, uh, three boys and a girl. Three boys and a girl. Okay. Correct. Okay. And you're you're the youngest. I'm the youngest boy. Wow. How did how was that? What was that dynamic like being the youngest? Um, good and bad. You you know, um, it's ten or eleven years between me and my older brothers. Okay. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot of things, you get beat up a lot. So <laughs> it's just kind of give and take. What, um, I'd, I'd imagine how, how much of um, being the younger brother did you find yourself looking up to the older sibling, your older siblings? Um, a, a lot. You yeah. know, they did a lot of things that I aspired to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just kind of made it easier because you've seen the mistakes yeah. that they made and the... Um, well, I, I wouldn't even say mistakes. You know, you just seen the way they operated it, and yeah. you take from what they do and take the good things or the things that can you can use and use them for yourself. How is it? Um, and then how is it now? You know, I mean, we all have the we have the privilege of like hindsight. But when you think about think about the younger you and, and the dynamics of the relationships now, do you, did you think it would end up here? I had no idea because yeah. at the time I was the youngest. Absolutely. So now I'm in the forefront. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that's leading. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a lot different. It's a trip how that works. Huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Did you? Did you uh, I don't know. What was that? Was that weird to get used to, or were you were you kind of natural natural at it? Just not natural it? at it at all. Yeah. You know, I'm laid back, kind of mm-hmm. quiet, mm-hmm. Um, and not a person. Um, I'm not a forefront type person. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. I'm more in the in the backfield. So. Yeah, yeah. When you have to be a leader and step up, it's it's a little, a, a lot different, that's you know. That's trip, man. So, but you know, that's the role you take. That's yeah. the things that you're taught, and you have to do it. Yeah. What? And then, and then now, like you said, you having to, having to get used to it and having to learn it. Uh, what would you say has been the hardest about all of that for you? Uh, with the with the exception of naturally being someone that plays the background and not wanting to be in the you know in the spotlight, but. What outside of that? What else has been the biggest adjustment for you? Uh, the biggest adjustment for me is knowing your worth. Hmm. You know, when you just take things for granted, or you don't really know, or you don't really trip. Wow. So that's that's what it is. For Damn, me. P. Okay, so we mo- we're moving, but so that your parents meet, it, it's it's end up ends up being five of you total. Correct. Correct. Okay. And and, then, and many others, as you know, you know, family yeah, members, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, they're not actually your <laughs> your cousins. They're more like your sisters or brothers. And I and and I know we we understand how that works in in our community. I feel like it. I feel like it's it's primarily with minority communities where that whole, you know, blood not the not necessarily being blood related, but y'all y'all family. You've been right. together through thick and thin. Your parents have been friends forever, and that you grow up knowing nothing other than them being there. Your family. But for you, it seems different for your family in the sense that you guys are already big, but you're, maybe it started with your parents just taking in so many other people that by the time I met you all, it seemed like a million of you. Well, I mean, like, it, 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 it's a given. My yeah. father had 14 brothers and sisters. Wow, okay. And he was okay. a part of that. So okay. I have many cousins, second cousins, third cousins. Yeah. And... Um, as as a kid, we always spent a huge amount of time with my family. Gotcha. So we were at somebody's house mm-hmm. on the weekend or during the week. So your dad did, did all fourteen of the siblings end up coming to California or all all but two. All I had an uncle in Seattle okay. and I had an aunt down south in Southern California. Okay. And okay. the rest of them were here. Okay. Wow. And then, you know, any holidays, my aunt from Southern California was mm-hmm. here, or my uncle from Seattle was here. Wow. So did you how much time did you spend up north and then in SoCal? We we would go up there. 
Wow. You know, a lot. You know, my father was on the move. How he did it, him and my mother, I have no idea. <laughs> Take that many of y'all. On yeah, the I mean, you know, head. we were like literally moving. Yeah. Uh, my father bought a camper. Wow. And, and he would just stuff go. it full, full with food and people, <laughs> and we would move. Oh, my goodness. So then... So you said every all of all but two are here, and then so you you take that 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 many people already, and then you start to just just extra people in the community, friends, and then yeah, and most, then it grows. most definitely. And then who did everybody? Did you guys all go to the same school, same high school? Yeah. Okay. My parents actually went to Berkeley High. Oh wow. Okay. And my the rest of my family went to Berkeley High. Wow. So then, so then we get so now we're now we're at high school, and then what was what was. What were you like high school? What was high school you like? Um, high school was great yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, excited. Uh, played on the football team. Okay. So, you know, that kind of gives you a little, I wouldn't say power, but everybody knows you it's if you different. play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, because you're an athlete. And, and you were four-year four varsity? Three years. Three years. So, three you years. know, so yes, even, I started in the 10th grade. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and then when you get there, it's just uh, an, an, an adjustment, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, coming in, in in from the ninth to the 10th grade and playing varsity football, yeah. the older guys on the team don't want you to play, so you get smashed mm -hmm. up. But you learn a lot, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, those are experiences from high school that I'll never forget. And then did all of your brothers play? Yeah, okay. my whole family wow. played. But I mean, you know, that's what we did, mm -hmm. or what people did, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, funny, funny thing about it is, uh, uh, in Berkeley there were a lot of baseball athletes, okay. minorities, and they're not now that I see. That's a trip. Yeah, it was. So a lot uh, of a lot of guys that ended up going pro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah from Most especially definitely. from Berkeley High. Yeah. So what? And and you talk about that. What was the racial dynamic like at Berkeley when you were there? What was it? Well, it's, Berkeley is unique. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a city within itself. Mm -hmm. um, you're taught as a kid that everybody is equal mm -hmm. and everybody gets along. Yeah. And for the most part, that is true in Berkeley. In Berkeley. But now once you, you get, get outside, outside of, yeah. of Berkeley, there are different dynamics. So, uh, you know, I had family all over mm -hmm. Oakland, deep East Oakland. Mm -hmm. um, Richmond, Vallejo, and we talking Sacramento. 80s. How these are the seventies, seventies. So, talk, take us to the seventies and talk about the difference between Berkeley and just going to East Oakland. Because in in high, and like now, it doesn't seem like that far apart. But I imagine then it's as a like kid, so it seemed like it was a long ways mm -hmm. away. You mm -hmm. know, uh, I had some family that lived, uh, you know, in the Dubs mm -hmm. in the eighties, mm -hmm. in the seventies. Uh, and it was it was different. Yeah. Um, I didn't see many other people mm -hmm. in East Oakland when I used to go. <laughs> uh, it was only black people. Yeah. And it was just it was um, some of it was shocking. To, to be, be honest, I, that's the first time I ever seen. And I, I don't want to be negative. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing two males, grown men fight. It was in East Oakland. In East Oakland. Okay. So that, yeah. and that's and that's what I'm getting at too. So you talk. I know most people the culture shock works the other way. Right. But growing up in Berkeley, you kind of it's it's it was diverse for you. Most so you kind of seen yeah. a lot. You've seen a lot of different things. But when you go to East Oakland, it's all black. Right. Yeah. But and, and then I don't want that to be the first thing that I said because it was a lot of love. Mm -hmm. Oh no no definitely definitely Oakland. no 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 definitely you know, yeah. yeah. So uh, I seen that too, and you know just being empowered. Yeah. My parents always spoke of that. You yeah. know. You know. You black and you proud, and that, you but know, stand up, hold your head up. That's a great transition into your your fam, your parents being black business owners. So, what brought that along? What what got them into to eventually 
running their own restaurant? How did that come? I think about? it was my dad. My dad was a warehouseman. Okay. And um, here in Ber- in Berkeley. Or? In Berkeley. In Berkeley. Okay. He worked in a in a in a in a warehouse, and what he did was um, they sold dry ice. Okay. And what he did, um, he had to train uh, new employees mm-hmm. that eventually became his boss. Wow. And these were white employees. Wow. Okay. So from my understanding, what my dad told me, he was like, look, he told his boss, look, if I have to train one more guy Mm -hmm. and he's going to take my position, I have to go. Yeah. So he chose to leave. (laughs) And then what do you, were you, how old were you then when that happened? Mm, I might not even been born. I don't don't know. I didn't get the date on that. Okay. But eventually in 1968, my father uh, purchased and continue to run a restaurant in Berkeley. And was it and was it already a functioning restaurant? It was already a functioning restaurant. His friend owned it. His friend was from Kansas City. And he was serving barbecue. And he was serving barbecue. Wow. And that's where the name is that where it came from? That's where it's Kansas City style barbecue. That's amazing, man. And so a friend he purchased it from his friend. Do you know how much? I have no idea, but yeah. it was really quick. His friend was moving mm-hmm. back to Kansas City okay. and my dad said he maybe had a week or two of training and his friend was out and he was like he was all in. <laughs> So he, it was either sink or swim, and he and he had to just figure it out because that's yeah, what he, he had was, to figure it out. He was he making made, a transition. He, he made it work. Yeah. Wow. And you know, so that's sixty-eight. You were one and one. It was two, two, yeah. two. Okay. So and, he he purchased a new business mm-hmm. and purchased the house. So you you literally grew up in KC. I know nothing else. I've never had another job other than that job. Wow, B. So how how and. To, Think, and let's 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 try to let's try something. Hi, again, hindsight. What did that do for you in terms of how you look at the world now, and just seeing, knowing nothing other than your dad running a business, his own business, being his own boss. Do you think that had anything to? Um, do you think that had any impact on you now? Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I knew uh, from a young age that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do but it. But you wanted to be your own boss, for sure. But most definitely, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so growing growing up there and that being your first job, how early do you remember um, either working a register, b- busting dishes, boxing orders? How how early do you remember working in a pit? How, how young? The first thing I really actually remember is my father teaching me how to count money. Mm-hmm. So I got to count uh, all the ones. <laughs> You know, you have to turn them right, and yeah, there are different letters on the ones and yeah. those types of the things yeah. that he taught me. So that's how I learned how okay. to count money. And then, and then from and then from money, then where do you go in the spectrum? Sweeping of- and peeling potatoes. <laughs> Is that why you can peel a damn potato so I fast? Can, yeah. Yes. <laughs> with a exactly. with a, with a, a butter knife. At exactly. That? <laughs> exactly. I'm one of the best. And so, and did your did your dad inherit? His recipes from his friend to it. Did he develop all that as he as he went along? A little both. My dad had some professional cooks in his family. Okay, aunts and uncles okay. Um, that served or not served worked in some of the best kitchens in San Francisco for years. Wow! And so just just getting so, together with them and developing. Yeah, and then yeah. you know my family has owned a neighborhood grocery store. Okay, um, a bakery. Wow. In, uh, in, in, in in Berkeley. In Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How far? How far from the pit? Because the pit was San Pablo uh, and what? Close. You know, we were in between uh, University and Ashby. Okay. So my family's house is on Addison. I'm actually, uh, as the youngsters say, from the waterfront. <laughs> from the front. Okay. Yeah, got, it, front, got, it, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. A lot of people it. don't know that, but yeah. Got it. Um, and then from those those things, you know, it's a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. You know, yeah. electricians, plumbers. 
So that's all you. I, I, and I. And, and but that, I mean, at that 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 time, you had to make a way for yourself. Got it. So you know, but the the good thing about it, a lot of my family work for themselves. Got it. And I get. I, that's what's always fascinated me about you, because I've known you my whole life. But you, in terms of being black, being a boss, and just the, the concept of ownership. I, I personally didn't have many examples of that and, and really and truly the one consistent one in my life I can think of is you. And so I, I, I harp on that because I, I think there's a um, a level of glory and, and like there's a um, there's this sort of Cinderella part of being a boss that's highlighted but the, the work and the dedication and the sort of sweat equity that goes into running your business is rarely highlighted and and someone like you you kind of I, I don't really see you complain that much you know and, and and where do you think you get that from um who can you complain to to be honest with you when you're the head hmm. who can you complain to that's, that's you just have to put your head down and get it done yeah it's just like um just like uh, it's it's a beautiful thing when you have a a room full of customers, mm-hmm. and you you some of your employees may be disgruntled, yeah. and they're like, "Damn, look at all these customers!" But it's it's a great thing to you me. You see it the opposite way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you put your head down, yeah. and you get those tickets out until they get done, and you do the best you can with it. You know, you give a great product and great service, and then there's nothing more you really can do. And 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 and, and full disclosure for the listeners, I actually. Um, Coming back from college, I worked for you for what a year and a half, two yeah, years, yeah. just about. But I and and you really mean that when you say it, because it it'll it'll in that that first lunch rush, the line would be damn near out the door, and you turn into somebody else. It's it's, it's crazy to watch you, do, and you don't break stride. It's just it's what you do, and so seeing that is that something that was learned. Um, did you is that something you watch your dad do? How, how, where does that part come from? For it's, you? it's it's all in training, but yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah. Um, as a youngster, I didn't respect it hmm. because I was accustomed to it. Gotcha. My father had a great booming business, yeah, and yeah. I was accustomed to seeing customers come in, so I just assumed that they would come. Yeah. But my father always told me, "You have to give great service and a great product mm-hmm. to people, and yeah. be and be humble." Hmm. And I, and and you see it with your in your business. Um, a lot of your customers, the rapport and the comfort level that they have with coming in there to, to see you specifically, it's a combination of, of, of environment, um, energy, service, and product. And, it's, and how long did it take you to sort of develop hitting all of those elements? Was that, again, was that a, was that, was that a transition or was that you just... No, it wasn't automatic. It was a transition. Gotcha. Like I said, you know, I was accustomed to seeing my father's business run successively. Hmm. And uh, I uh, just took it for granted. Gotcha. That that's the way it would be. I didn't know I had to put in hard work. Hmm. You know, I didn't know I had to continue to train myself and others. Okay. So you you can't assume that. So you get, so we, you high school, high school, I mean, excuse me. Your 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 parents acquire this building, they're running it, and you and you and you start to see your your father have success. At at what point um, did you were you working in there every day? Like is yeah, it- actually to be honest, yeah, <laughs> I started when I was maybe twelve. Okay, sixth sixth grade, I remember exactly. Okay, 
and, and you know, just a few hours after school, uh -huh. three or four hours after uh -huh. school. Yeah. And then how did that how did that work in terms of like, uh, you know, a neighborhood in the neighborhood you have yeah your partners and, and your next door neighbors and people you, you kick it with after school. But you got to go to work. Yeah. What was that dynamic like when they like, yo, we going P, we going to we going to play hoop at the park. You up? You like, nah, man, I got to go. I got to be at the yeah. pit. By I got to go to work. So yeah. sometimes I didn't like it. But, uh -huh. you know, um, sometimes your parents know. Best. a better path for you yeah. you know it kept me out of the street mm -hmm. and uh you know i thank my parents for that and then how and when you look at it now how many of your homies that that didn't have a place of refuge after school how many of them are are they here are they with us are they thriving are they did they did, did a lot of them fall by the wayside do you can you can you remember all all the above um a unique kind of story was uh in the early 80s uh Everybody remembers crack was out, mm -hmm. and I was working mm -hmm. for whatever it was, yeah. two, three dollars an hour. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It might have been like four dollars an hour then. And uh, some of my friends was moving. Yeah, brand new cars, five point They getting it. Wow. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah, let me get some of that. Yeah. They was like, nah. Nah. Wow. You got a respectable business. You mm -hmm. got a respectable family. We don't want to be doing this. This is not for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but in hindsight, you know, as a kid, you only see the money. Mm -hmm. But you don't know the lifestyle. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, a lot of my friends didn't have the, the lifestyle that I had. They didn't have two parents, parents at home. Yeah. You know, they were good people, but they were they were hustling. They were trying to make ends meet. Yeah. It was a means to an end for them right. as opposed to just the... Just some the, money for me. Exactly. You exactly. know, because I lived at home. Yeah. I had clothes. I was well fed. Yeah. So I didn't have those issues, you know, right. and I really have some members in my family and friends in my community that, like as E-40 said, washing with a sock hmm. and for a wash towel. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Some of my family members. So wow. it's, it's real. So in that, that level of... When when did that become? When did you when were you able to identify that as a as a as a privilege for you to be to have those things in your life? How you remember what how old you were when when, that, when I was young? I mean, I recognized it, got you it. know, and I respected it. Yeah. But you know, as an adolescent, you still have some of those crazy thoughts in your head. You mm -hmm. want more. Mm -hmm. uh, hip hop was huge. Mm -hmm. Run DMC with the gold mm -hmm. chains. Mm -hmm. I wanted one of them donkey ropes so bad. <laughs> You have no idea. <laughs> how bad? Well, how, how old was that, P? Do you remember what year that was for you? It was like 16. Damn. 17. 83? Um, 83, 84. Um, Oakland had the first Fresh Fest mm -hmm. here. And some of our schoolmates, the Timex Social Club, was on the bill. Got it. So I had never actually been to a rap concert before. Uh huh. And it was at the Coliseum, and it was off the chain. Who, who was who was there? Uh, everybody. Houdini, damn, Run DMC. Damn. I think the Fat Boys were there. Wow. It was incredible. At the in the Coliseum back then, same same location, right? right. But what was what was it like going it, there? It was huge. Things? It was different for me though because for me, I had come from an R and B background. Yeah. Hip hop was new. Mm -hmm. They only had DJs, no bands. So I'm like, where the band at? <laughs> Cause you had wait, you had a lot of family members that yeah, played in bands. Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then the bay was cranking. Come mm -hmm. on, man. Yeah, 
So you, who was not from the Bay that was, you know, moving there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was a lot of music here. And then the restaurant was around the corner from Fantasy. So as Fantasy a kid, wow. I got to go and look at these bands mm-hmm. record yeah. through the, um, they had a um, roll-up door. Uh-huh. And they would leave the door open. You could go in there and watch them record or bring the That's equipment amazing. in and out. And, Get free albums. How many? How do you? When we're thinking about it now, can you think about how many um, bands or acts would come in just when they break and get something to eat? Because the restaurant was right across too, the street from too, Fantasy Studio. Too many to to tell you. That's crazy. But yeah, a lot of the artists would, would come around and eat all the time. Wow. Um, yeah. Can yeah. you th- give us a few that have come um, in the restaurant? Even when your dad was running a place. Right. Well, it most definitely was when my dad, because I was a kid when yeah. I was watching this, but. Um, Bay Area artist Sheely recorded there. We did their um, first annual picnic. Wow. I think that was might have been 1974, 76. Okay. When she first got signed. I Mm -hmm. think she was like 16. (laughs) Um, Another artist, I don't know if he's from the Bay, Sylvester. Sylvester. And then there was two women called Two Tons of Fun. Okay. Uh, They shot a segment for a show in the shop. Wow. Um, you know, Bobby Blue Bland. These people would pull up. It's the barbecue place was originally a bar uh-huh. called Ruthie's Inn. Uh-huh. Ruthie's Inn um, established itself as one of the Bay Area's blues venues. Uh-huh. So what they did, they, I, from my understanding, they bought a plot across the street and built a bigger venue. Got it. So then they moved over there. Then my dad moved into that space. Got it, got it, got it. So and that's so how that kind of what, what's, uh, what's the place across the street now? What is it? It's actually the event center for church. Got it, got yeah. it. Okay, okay. And so then, okay, so now, how what what happens, what takes place um, between your junior, senior year of high school with sports to you transitioning into running the place when when did that when does that happen is that am i thinking about it too fast was it not that fast uh well i mean you know time moves quickly uh okay. prior to me my two older brothers ran the restaurant okay. okay and uh they did the best they could it just didn't fare for them got it a uh, lot going on reaganomics yeah um Business going up and down as yeah. usual with the and, restaurant. And they, they had families early too. Yeah. Okay, my brother okay. has family. Okay, early, yeah. Okay. So then it kind of transitioned into my father kind of coming out of retirement and, mm-hmm. and coming back to help with the business. And mm-hmm. then um, I decided I wanted to step up and give it a try. What, what year? Well, how old were you? When that, that was nineteen eighty-seven. So, Fred, that what? Are you even out of high school yet? Yeah, I'm out of high school. Okay. I'm out of high school. Maybe about three years. Okay. Okay, and then what? In in those three years out of high school, what were you doing? I was going to school trying okay. to play football. Okay, and uh, it's a huge step forward from high school to college. College, yeah. Uh, once I stepped on the football field in college, mm-hmm. uh, I found out it wasn't for me. Yeah, How, was that immediate or was it like the first few weeks of first training? first few weeks okay. of training? Okay. I was like, oh, these guys are serious. Yeah, they're not playing. They're yeah. trying to move on. What position? What position did you? Play? Uh, I played like center, guard, okay, okay. defensive line. Damn, P. So that and and I mean, you 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 a big dude, but this the the trenches, O line and yeah, D line. Yeah. Them, that's we talking six six. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the issue. Actually, I got hit by a cornerback. Oh wow. Or he might have been a free safety, uh-huh. a little bitty guy from Hawaii. Yeah. His name was Guy, and boy, let me tell you. 
Yeah. He laid some leather, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's it. Uh, something else I can do. Got you. Yeah. Got you. So then, so then that was that was uh, that was immediately out of school, and then and then what what's what's going on those those two years before you going? Let me take a shot at this. Um, well, that's what happened before I decided I was going to school. Got it. Got just it. trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't really want to go to school. Gotcha. I didn't really want to play football. Got it. But I, you know, I could. Yeah. I know I was decent at football. Yeah, yeah. So those, I was just trying to figure out life. Yeah. And uh, that was a decision. Then also, I uh, had a daughter got in '88. Okay. So I was like, okay, got to do something. I know what I got to do. Got gotcha. I got to take care of her. And then what? What do you? What do you think? That that sort of that that fatherly fatherly instinct kick in? Is that a dip? Is that a whole nother gear that you won't understand until you're in it? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then that and so that that's, that's around the same time you start running a pit. And then how were those first few years in running a pit for you? It was all a learning experience. Yeah. You know because it was all on me. So yeah, you yeah. know I wasn't. I was getting help. I had support, but yeah. it was like. I had to do it, you yeah. know, so I burn up a lot of meat. <laughs> a lot of meat. I burn up a lot of meat. Oh my goodness. And then and then you and then you start when do you, when do you start trying to develop different recipes and expand the menu? How long did it take to you to start doing that? Well, I didn't really develop a whole bunch of recipes, mm. just cooking techniques. Gotcha. That had to work a little bit different for me. Got it. So, you know, we craft our own links. Yeah. So at the time, we, we would just make the links and kind of throw them in the pit. Mm -hmm. So then I decided that we would put them on a tray mm -hmm. and turn them over and cook. Just cook in a different fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But using the same methods. And I and part of me wants to imagine that that didn't immediately go over well with your dad. But is that is that am I wrong in saying that? Yeah. Well, it was different. Like I said, I I went from being the youngest to the lead yeah. so uh, when you have older people working for you they yeah. don't always respect your decision exactly so it's kind of tough how long how long did it take for you did you did I struggle it, with that for years yeah yeah did it did it in and in, in, in family dynamics does that does that get to where it's tension and you gotta and it, and it builds up and you gotta kind of just lash out and let let everybody know like look this is how it's gonna go you can either roll with it or you know yeah most definitely okay okay and, I, and but and it's and again, this is all with the perspective of knowing you, the coolest cat I've ever seen. But I've also had, you know, I've also seen when you kind of go there and I'm like, oh, shit. So I imagine for everybody else, when it when you're consistently cool like that, it rings a little, it rings even louder when you do have to go there. Is that Yeah, that it makes a little difference. Yeah. Because, you know, once I'm to that point, yeah. then I'm to that point. <laughs> but I try not to get to that point. But in and in, in, in what... In, because I, I, I'm I'm similar in that regard, and I know why I've worked on it so hard. But what was it for you that make that makes you work on not wanting to get there as much? Because you just know I, I I know me, and it's not yeah. a, it's not a good thing. And it's not it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. really. To be honest with you, yeah. um, I've watched my father for years. My mm -hmm. father is really mellow, mm -hmm. mild mannered. Yeah, but when he gets to that point, it's, a it's, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's serious. Yeah, when you see men have conflict absolutely men don't fight yeah men kill each other oh yeah so oh, yeah it's that's kind of where it is you know and i've been taught that by my father he was yeah. like look we don't play we don't fight yeah men kill each other yeah and that's 
that's the end all to the end all. So do you really want to take it there? Exactly. So you have to make your mind up. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Or do you have to protect yourself in that manner? Yeah. Because like I always tell people, I tease all the time. Look, I'm not a fighter. I sell rib sandwiches. <laughs> but, but I will kill you. Exactly. So, you know, they, they think it's funny, but I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. And, with, and, and, and having in the pit being in the location that it was in, I imagine like in, but any business, this, is, this isn't an indictment of the neighborhood, but with any business, um, burglary, um, how, how, how did you deal with that your first few times when you were in ownership, when it was all on you? Was it different when you, when your dad was running it as opposed to when you were running it? Was it a different Lo- feeling of violation at that point, I guess, is what I'm asking. No, it's, it's always been the same. It's violation the same. is a yeah. violation. Yeah, uh, yeah. As a kid, I remember people used to break in. We we only been robbed, knock wood, one time, okay. and that was when I was at the head of it. Got it. But uh, as a, a young adult or a young teenager, mm-hmm. people would break in and mm-hmm. still create, you know, sodas. yeah, yeah. If we had some meat left, which I thought was crazy, they didn't steal any of the antiques or anything that were worth, worth some value, yeah, yeah, you know, because there was no money in there. Yeah. But just the just the, the feeling of being violated and uh, crazy story. I remember we were on the lookout. People were breaking in or breaking windows and we actually caught this guy. Wow. And uh, I was I was 15. I huh. remember. But I had a car. I used to drive. Yeah. And um, we lived around the corner, which, mm. you know. And we caught this guy coming out the pit. So I had a bat. What? And, and you did the, did the alarm go off or something? Or you just happened to go circle by, or what? what, what uh, how'd you? Somebody called us. Okay. They like they breaking in the pit. I guess they heard him. Mm-hmm. You know the surrounding neighborhoods, and then my cousin lived next door. Yeah. So we caught the dude. Wow. So I catch him coming out the door. Uh-huh. I bang him with the bat. Bow. <laughs> and I'm like, shoot him, dad. Shoot him. <laughs> you tell him about to shoot yeah, him. Yeah. Tell my dad. I'm I'm banging him with this bat. Bang. Yeah. Bang. And, uh, you know, we laugh about it now. My brother was like, you're crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. This dude kept us up for months. Yeah. Because, you know, you really don't sleep well. Yeah. And I'm tearing him up with his back. Yeah. I was just trying to break his leg. Yeah. And I was telling my dad to shoot him. And my brother was like, in that case, that's not a life-threatening case. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy just stole some stuff. Do yeah. you really want to kill somebody? Yeah. I was like, I'm violated. I feel violated. You feel violated, you know? yeah. But, you know, you don't know as an adolescent, you don't know how serious life and death is. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So you you you've seen some things and and then can we can we talk about when you were at the helm is did was there ever a sense of like a glory day like glory days or a glory run for you? Cuz I know you said your dad had some but did you did you feel like the pit was like thri- super thriving at any point in any run from any run of years for you? Yeah, a few years when we started um Marketing. Okay. We got an, a van. And this I remember was like the, when brand you new it. Yeah, when yeah. the van got wrapped. Yeah. So people saw that advertisement and catering was good at that time. Got you. Got you. So that, what, you remember what years those were? It was 2000. Okay. I remember exactly. Okay. Yeah. 2000. So to what? Oh, 2000. For a few, for a few years. Okay. And then, you know, uh, the boom hit. I remember and then everything just dropped off. And in, and in that in, in in the restaurant, you feel the effect. And as a business owner in general, but you have living through that, you feel the effects of the economy, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of customers. Um, all the news stations, mm-hmm. um, they would get food because they had meet, meetings all the time. Yeah. 
and we're calling them and they were like hey you know we want to do your your holiday party they were like hey pat uh this year we're gonna be in the break room i'm like are you kidding me wow you know when they were at hotels and those kind of things and even just the uh entertainment industry mm-hmm. you know um we're accustomed to doing a lot of the entertainers when they come to town they call us you know they weren't calling us so wow. i'm calling them i wasn't accustomed to calling out yeah you know because they always would call yeah, you they would yeah. always call me or somebody would stop by hey we need some food and then now i'm calling people and they're like hey you know we're we're uh we're cutting back wow we don't have uh money for that right now damn. I'm like, what you gotta be kidding me damn so then so you, t- you get to that 2000 run, and then ha- and then what was your, I don't know, by, did you have any default, like, moves to keep the doors open just to keep it, how, what, 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 was your, what, would you, what was your fallback plan? I didn't have one. You didn't have one, okay. You had to learn one eventually, or yeah, did you ever yeah, develop, okay. You, know, you, just, you just keep hustling. Yeah, yeah. You're doing what you got to do, you yeah. know. And then, and so we get to, we get a little, we get a little, further down the road but even but and, and i don't want to skip because all the while you're running in this you're essentially a single father so the whole time right what was what did what are the dynamics of that and being a business owner being a dad and 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 one in instill, instill values and morals and in, and in raising a daughter albeit like what was that like um it was it was great now yeah. that i look back on it mm-hmm. but at times it, it was tiring yeah you know yeah. you don't know exactly what your next move is mm-hmm. or what are you going to make, especially with a daughter. Yeah, so yeah. my my thing was just to tell her the truth. Absolutely. Don't, um, don't, don't hide anything, yeah. especially about the world. Yeah. So me and her have that open dialogue. And today that's why she's my new business partner. <laughs> How has that been? It's, it's, um, it's, it's good, yeah. But it's still a learning experience for you, for me, okay. yeah. Um, some things I missed uh, as far as marketing, got it, and got it. trying to get people of your peer group mm-hmm. as new customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, social media, yeah, is new to me. Yeah, and uh, I haven't mastered that yet. Yeah, but uh, you're working on it though. Yeah, yeah, I'm working yeah. on it, but yeah. it's it's a new technique got and it. it moves really, really fast. Got it. And for people in your peer group. Uh, if you don't move fast with it, you're, you're lost. Lost, yeah. So um, I'm playing catch up, but okay. you know I got a good team member with me. Yeah, man. And uh, it's, it's moving. And that, and that, and that'll get us, and and that'll get us to to present day. Um, last year, um, unfortunately, uh, the business caught fire and, yeah. and, and 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 burned down. Um, can you, you you if you don't mind, you mind talking about that a little bit and. And the uh, uh, initial effects and, and some of the thoughts you had initially, well, how hard, how tough was that? Uh, boy, it was tough. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. You know, because that's something you didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do anything out of the ordinary that we always do. Yeah. Uh, we cooked at night. Hmm. We left some meat in. And uh, just to come back or get a call that your business is on fire. Wow. So, and it's going to be... Um, it's devastating. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. What's what's your next move? And because this is your end all to your end all. Exactly. This is the only thing that you do. And you and you mean it when you say it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Because that's what, when I was working it. That's what we would do. Right. We, you know. And so it's mind boggling to think that something that's just so routine. Right. You know. And then and then but and the there's so there's so many sentimental things surrounded um, around the the building itself. But the family heirlooms in there that have been collected right. over time, P. How, um, 
Was was any of that stuff able to be salvaged? Were you able to get any of it back? Some of it. Okay. You know, okay. some of it we did, but you know, you, you, it just all depends on how you look at it. You Got know, it. now mm-hmm. in hindsight, we look at it as a blessing. Yeah. You know, yeah. the building served its purpose. Yep. And now it's time for new beginnings. It's yeah. time to move on. Yeah. So that's how I see it, and, and we, it, we're excited about it. Yeah. And it and it's and I know for me, um, with talking to you as much through this process. I was, you know, it, it was. It felt easy for me to say, "Yo, a blessing yeah. in disguise." It yeah. got him out of this building. Yeah. He can kind of open up to the world and see what these new things have to offer. Easy for me to say that, you know, and 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 I wanted to be um, empathetic before saying that out loud. But it do, it does to seem like it does seem as if it's been a blessing, because in this, um, you've got a you got a lot of outreach from from the community pretty right. much. Well, yeah. th- things you don't know, you just take for granted because yeah. you're in the community and you do what you've been doing yeah. for years yeah. and you don't look for anything back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, it, you know, I guess I get it from my parents. They're not takers. Yeah. They're givers and they don't look for anything back. Yeah. So that's just the way we were brought up. Yeah. And so, and I, and, and that, that mentality there, especially with it, with it started with your parents and then getting all the way to you and you, Living by that, I think, is what made the community rally behind you so much because you've given. I've watched you, people. I've watched people come in starving. You like, yeah, we can make sure he eat. You know, we're gonna make it. I'll never forget this grandmother. um, I want to say she had like she was taking care of her grandkids and she was coming in to pay, to 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 (laughs) to to pay for her food. And you're like, nah, I know her situation. Uh Uh. And I was like, damn, like what? What what gives I, I, I don't know there's a um there's a fine line between um being this 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 all-seeing capitalist and then this like Robin Hood almost and you seem to you seem to lean towards more of the Robin Hood aspect but um I I I guess I often worry about in particular people like you who, like you said, who who do I have to complain to? Who do I have to lean on? Um, you 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 give you'll give your last, and is that has that always been you? Is it something you're working on? Are you are you is that is that's just gonna be you until you leave here? How, how I, you I think it's it? it's just instilled in me, and yeah. that's just the way I'm gonna be. Yeah, uh, it comes from my parents. Yeah, once again. Yeah. Uh, it was what I was taught. Yeah, because I mean to be honest with you, uh, I've. What is, what is the word that I made up? Uh, I'm negrocious. <laughs> I have a lot of negrosity in me. So if it wasn't for my parents teaching me that, yeah. I could lean toward a different, I would have been a different Patrick. Ah, I got you. I got you. You know. That makes sense. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm real laid back. Yeah. But, you know, I can be a little edgy too, yeah. you know, if, if need be. But yeah. that's just, generally that's not me unless I'm pushed to that. Got it. But I find being myself, um, just being humble yeah. and grateful works a lot better for my spirit. Man, talk about it. You know, uh, makes me sleep better at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? How can you go to bed knowing that somebody's hungry, that you could have fed them, mm. that it wouldn't hurt you? It wouldn't break you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've eaten. Yeah. You at home. Yeah. You warm. You, you sleeping in the bed. I don't sleep on the floor. Hmm. 
So, and, and I mean, that's just been instilled from my father. He was like, look, if they come in here hungry, feed them. Yeah. And that was just it. Yeah. It wasn't any, well, why dad, nothing, you know, that, I, I told you what to do. Exactly. And then that was it. So, I mean, you know, my father's a real laid back person. So what he says has merit. It has weight. So you do what he says. Yeah. And I mean, he's a good person. So yeah. he's great. The great. best, you yeah. know. Mr. Davis is great. The whole Davis family is great. What? Um, and then, you know, I didn't want to get too far off. My mother also yeah. had a salon next door. So they worked That's right. hand in hand. That's right. You know, so I see both my parents as business owners. Wow. That's mind blowing, Pete. What um, for the for you and the business, what's next? Can you can you update us all on what's next? Yeah, it's moving. Um, we're excited. Uh, Where's the new location going to be? I don't want to say yet. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. That's you know, that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. We yeah. we working on it. Okay. So, but it's all about uh, what should I say? It's uh, tradition mm-hmm. and technology. Got it. Together. Bringing them together. And moving forward. Moving forward. Yeah. Man. Well, P, I appreciate you. I'm coming to be here. To one of the one of the first on Meet the Brave. We don't know how these are gonna roll out, so we'll say like we don't want to disclose. Oh, the first one, but it's one of the first. So I appreciate you coming to sit down with me, man. And then the whole goal is just to showcase amazing, amazing people and amazing stories like this. So thank you. Appreciate you, and I love you. Love you, man. All right. That was my conversation with Pat Davis of Casey's Barbecue. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at Casey's Barbecue. And stay up to date on everything they have coming up, as well as the grand opening of the new location. Um, That episode was produced by Chris Santos, live from At The App Studios in Oakland, California, downtown. If you couldn't tell by all the damn noise in the background, but it's been noise in every single episode. So you guys are used to it by now. Um, And I thank y'all for rocking with us. See y'all next week.